This is Relationship Talks After Dark. Today with me, we have a very special guest, Lisa D. Hey. <laughs> with me as always, though, we got Maverick. What up, though? And Dave, a.k.a. Dutch. Yeah, yeah. I know he didn't say like last time. It was funny. And I'm Rick, of course. So the, today's episode is the divorce episode. That's why I had to bring in the reinforcements with Lisa D. Because she is an expert on most things anyway. Right? Okay. Right? I don't know if I would say an expert. Anyway, she's an expert on most things. That's a terrible thing. Expert she's on divorce. Expert on divorce. No, she... So, if you, let, let's talk a little bit about you before we before we jump into it. Uh, me and Lisa have been corresponding since February, since we both started podcasting about the same time. And she had another podcast that she was doing, and now she's on her own, and she's just, like, killing it. Okay. <laughs> She's smiling. Um, so, Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, I mean, what do you want to know? I, I Just give us have the, a pot. Give us the podcast. rundown. Okay. I have a podcast called Not Your Average Mother Runner podcast um, where, you know, it's about a lot about women empowerment. And I'm a single mom. I was divorced, uh, I think, about five years ago. I have a six-year-old daughter. Um I run a running coach business on the side along with the podcast. And I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. that's not it, but that's it in a nutshell. In a nutshell. No, that, that doesn't even scratch the surface, y'all. I, I know a lot. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to we're going to go ahead and jump in. The, the, the inspir- well, part of the inspiration for this particular episode came from a story. But Maverick's going to put us up on that story. You ready, Mav? Yeah. So. Over this uh, holiday weekend, um, my wife showed me a story. I don't know how recent it is with uh, Latoya Luckett and her husband. And she asked me if I remember one of the episodes where we watched where uh, I guess they were going through some marital issues. Mm -hmm. And basically her husband was like being rude, being very, you know, verbally abusive or whatnot. And uh, the re if I'm remembering correctly, the reason behind that was he lost his mother. Mm -hmm. He was like really close to his mother. So she was trying to stand by his side and support him and say, you know, you need to go to counseling. And he would agree, but then he would never really follow through. Right. And, and it was just a cycle. So that led me to ask the question uh, to the family while we were there. I said, OK, so how much is too far and too much um, in a marriage before you decide, OK, I want out. This is too much. I, I'm, I'm going to file for divorce. Like, are you more committed to how you feel on the inside and how you're being treated? Or are you more committed to your vow that you've taken uh not only with this person but in oh, front of oh, god see Lisa's face. so um we were kicking around you know some of the, the the ideas of that and the women in the family were like well you get to a certain point to where enough is enough and then the guys in the family were like well if you took a vow to stand by a side and you know the underlying cause is the fact that he hasn't properly dealt with his grief then stick it out. So me, you know, playing devil's advocate, when they were like, well, I think you should just leave. I said, all right, well, so does that mean the vow means nothing? Like, what's the point in taking a vow if you're like, well, I'll just be out whenever I don't feel like being here anymore? Right. And is that a two-way street? Is that Does that only work for you when you're like, I'm fed up, so I'm out? Or is it acceptable for a guy to be like, I'm out because uh, I just don't want to be here no more? You know what I'm saying? No matter what the situation is. So how how important and how strong is that vow? All right. So 
two 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 of us have been married before and one is currently married again. So I will leave it to the married people to answer this particular particular thing. Lisa, wh- wh- how do you feel about this? Because, I mean, I have Lisa on video here. She's making facial expressions <laughs> that y'all could not see. I feel like she has a lot to say about it, and I'm just very interested to hear what she has to say. What you mm. got? Mm. And she's there's laughing. Just, <laughs> you know what? It, it, there's, there's so many elements to what he just said, okay? Because you just said the vow thing. That's an element of... You know, how do you feel about marriage and the vows? And then there's the whole element of, you know, is this person giving, you know, meeting my needs and my expectations of a relationship? And then you got the part where he's grieving, but is he even telling, you know, his significant other that he needs her, that he's not, you know, is he doing his part, his due diligence through his grief to tell his partner how he's feeling? There's just so many elements to what he just said. That's why I was making those faces. Got you. So, you know, we're going to get it. We're going to cover a lot of that with the conversation that we're going to have today. So I think we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. The thing that's interesting for me uh, as an unmarried single dude, I'm just lonely over here with Shiloh. But um, Dave is actually, he's engaged to be married and he should be getting married pretty soon. Maverick is recently remarried. And Lisa, you said you've been divorced for about five years now. Mm-hmm. So thinking about this goes to to Maverick and Lisa, thinking about your divorce, when your previous marriage, when did you know that it wasn't working? I I'll, I'll start with the ladies first. Oh, um, when did I know that it wasn't working anymore? Um, well, see, this is so. This question is so loaded because it all. <laughs> so different with everybody's experiences i could just say from my experience just from your experiences all i want from my experience i mean i wasn't happy for a while mm. how long I were really, you married how long yeah uh six years well, that's a that's a significant amount of time it sure is <laughs> 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 um but in the at the time i didn't know why i wasn't happy was it him was it me was it the, what was it? You know, I was in my little like world trying to figure it out. And to be honest with you, when I realized, you know what, maybe we need to stick it out is when I had my daughter. Mm. And that's when I'm like, well, let's do let's do counseling. But what happened was I, I believe I was a bit late on that game because at that point he was already emotionally detached. He was mm. already like gone emotionally. Um. But with that being said, it wasn't very it wasn't a very communicative type relationship. He he's not one to tell me his feelings. And that was a lot. That was a huge part of it. I'm telling you my feelings. And if you know me, I have no problems telling you how I feel. (laughs) Yes, you do not. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Um, But he had a hard time. And again, the reason why this is so loaded, because I come from a therapy therapy background Mm -hmm. I understood that it's his it was his childhood you know he wasn't allowed to show emotions he wasn't allowed to be communicative so you know going back to the main question that you asked me when did I know that it wasn't working well it I knew when we went to counseling the second time and when the counselor asked him you know why is it you act a certain way she acts she asked some question it was a trigger for him 
he got up and I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to punch the counselor. <laughs> he got up with clenched fist and she triggered him. Ooh, she triggered wild. something about his childhood and it, it triggered him. And it was at that moment, I mean, my mouth was dropped. It was that moment that I said, yeah, this is not, this is, this is not going to work. That's not going to work. Whew. No. Man. All right, Mahath. Um, what about you? At what point did I know it wasn't going to work? Yeah, at what point did you know it wasn't going to work anymore? <laughs> the first night. Um, <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. Wow. Uh, so, me, This is not an, an agreement. Me growing up in a religious home, uh, Christian home, although I didn't live exactly how, you know what I'm saying, I was led to live, there were certain things that I, I, I held on to. Right. So my thing was, I took this vow, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't just make this vow. I didn't make this promise to you. I made this promise before God. So I took my, my vow seriously. Sickness, health, better, worse. And for just about the entire decade of that was worse. So I was, you were married I was, for 10 years, right? I was married for 10 years. And I was miserable. And you know me. Yeah. I, I'm verbal. So I'll let you know, like, yo, I'm miserable. We got to fix this. I was always the one that was like, you want to go do counseling? I bought this new book we can go through. The, the problems that we had, in my opinion, were solvable. But it takes two. And because she was kind of like, eh, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, all right, well. I just sit on the couch and play my PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? But I'm here. You know what I'm saying? We got kids. And I'm not one to say, like, let's stay for the kids. Because sometimes that can be worse than mm. just leaving and trying to have, like, a healthy co-parenting relationship. I was there more so for the vows that I took. After the divorce, my view of that kind of changed to where I'm like, you know what? There's, there's, there's a human side of that that yeah. we can't really control. And at some point you may reach your breaking point and not to get in too deep into theology or whatever, but obviously there's like outs to, you know, marriage or whatnot. But in 2020, we face a lot more, in my opinion, we face a lot more situations that maybe people weren't used to seeing back then to where it's like, "Eh, is that an out too? You know what I'm saying? So that's when I knew, I knew, I knew that the first night I was like, Oh man, I fucked up, (laughs) but I'm in it now. So, and it's a win it. I agree with him. I agree with what he just said. I, I, I mean, I, you know, when they say, you know, the tears that I had as I was walking down the aisle, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> tears of joy. I was, and, and I get, and this is terrible to say, but as a woman, it's because I was, I was in my, I was 34 and that was expected. I had, why wasn't I married at 34? I, right. I, so I was doing yeah. my part and I didn't want to do it. But I felt like I had to do it. And right. I remember at the wedding night, the day that we got ready, I was I had cold feet. Mm. I seriously didn't even want to. I was sick to my stomach. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, then, and I just said to myself, well, I'm just going to go through and see what happens. <laughs> wow. Was that followed by like some Jack Daniel shots or something like that? <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it, no, but I mean, I, I, I feel what I know what he's saying. You know, when you know, you yeah. so know when you know, you know, just like when they say when you meet someone, you know, when you know, well, yeah. same thing when you meet someone and you don't want to be with them, <laughs> you know, when you know. Yeah. And I think that it was just so hard to leave at that moment. And, you know, but again, a child was produced and it was meant to happen in my mind. 
Yeah. I mean, both of you are so, you know, both of you have the same thing. So going, like, staying along that line, it's like, if you could go back, is there anything that you would do differently? Who wanted to, who wants to go first? Maverick, um, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll go first. Mine is simple. If I could go back, mm-hmm. what would I change? Right. I wouldn't have married her. Hmm. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Just that simple. Yeah. I, I mean, because if you knew I the love, first I mean, day, you know. I, I, you, I, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so we have, I have two wonderful children, right? Love them to death. My son was already here before yeah. then. So it's kind of hard because it's like, ah, if I never married her, then I wouldn't have my, my baby girl. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have my, my, my daughter. But so I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that. But if I had to go back to that day, if I had to go back to even a few months before then, it would be like, nah, I probably should have listened to my homeboy. Because everybody warned me, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm grown. I'm mature. I'm educated. Like, I can maneuver. I can, you know what I'm saying? I can, I can deal with this. I, and I, I got there, and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Everybody was right. I remember we weren't as tight back then. I was with somebody, and I wasn't able to be around you as much, so I didn't get to talk to you as much. But I remember you and another one of our friends had got was getting talking about getting married at the same time. Mm-hmm. And what I told both of y'all with me having no experience about it, I was like, don't get into a marriage thinking that they're gonna change. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, do not do that. Right. Because nobody's gonna change. No they're one not changes. gonna change. They're they gonna be the same person. And yeah, yeah. you know, uh, what what about you, Lise? You know, it's funny that you asked that question because I've asked that question to myself many times. <laughs> And I think the only I would have still married him. And the reason why is because I would not be the woman I am today if it wasn't for that experience. No way in hell. I had to go through that. What I wish I've done was I wish I wish I was smarter after I had my daughter and just prepared Uh (laughs) and planned better for the pending doom of the divorce, you know, financially being, you know, secured. That's the only thing I would change. I would have still married him because that experience changed me. It it literally just took the wind out of my sails and really taught me how to dig deep and and just look at myself as a human being and look at what are the things I needed to change about myself. I I would have still married him. Because hmm. there's no way. If I didn't marry that man, I would not be who I am, you the strong woman that I am today. No way. I mean, it's good being able to take some good out of the bad. You know, I mean, that's kind of like this year. You and I have talked about it. Like, 2020 has been bad for a lot of people, bad for a lot of reasons. But this has been a fantastic year in a lot of aspects for, for I say I could say, both of us and even all of us in this room. I mean, Dave's gotten engaged. Maverick got remarried. You know, I I got a podcast. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even sound. <laughs> wow. I don't even sound like it's yeah, not on the same level. Like, like, I did launch two podcasts. Way to go! Um, got Shiloh. I don't know. I had Shiloh, but you know, and and you, you've been doing your thing. You just kind of been been tearing it up. Um, so I mean, you said a lot. You would do it again, and and the good thing that you got out of it was your was your children, your daughter. Um, so thinking about that, preparing, knowing, having the mindset, you know, like oh, I'm gonna, I, I'm about to get a divorce. What was your thoughts about co-parenting in that moment? Like, what what were your thoughts? I knew, see, this is why, and I tell this to everybody, that I was so scared to leave because I knew because of how he was towards the end, he was very vindictive, Mm -hmm. he was very passive aggressive. 
I would say borderline narcissistic. I wouldn't say narcissistic, but showed narcissistic like qualities. Mm -hmm. I knew that he was going to make it hard as hell. And what I wish I've done was I wish I, I had my financials together because he left me with all the debt. He left me with all the debt. Everything was under my name. I wasn't smart enough to, you know, put it on both of our names, all credit cards, everything, all the trips we've done, all the gifts that we I gave to his parents, all of that was under my name. So he left me in a hole. And on top of that, he didn't want to do mediation, which is more inexpensive and right. more uh, of a collaborative effort. He went for the jugular and went to a lawyer mm. and I had to go through a divorce, go through divorce court, child custody case. He, it, it was horrific. Mm. That was why, you know, I knew in my, in my mind that he was going to do that. And I wish that I prepared myself financially, maybe even getting a, a divorce a lawyer ahead of time, getting the advice. I wish I've done that you know, get a house, get an apartment. I mean, he literally left me. Just having everything ready. In a hole. Mm. Yeah. That's tough. Matt, yep. which, what about you, man? Because, I mean, it's a little bit different for you because usually kids usually typically stay with the mom. Typically. Uh, <laughs> that's a deep rabbit hole. We'll just leave it at typically. Um, <laughs> what do I no. wish I would have done differently? No. Wait, wait, wait. You said no? no, what? No, because you got to understand, and I'm sorry to interrupt, mm -hmm. interject here, but you mm -hmm. got to understand that what happened was all those years that it went to the women, mm -hmm. whether it was good or bad, mm -hmm. no matter what, that was how the court seen it. Go to the mom, go mm -hmm. to the mom. Yeah. Even if you weren't a good mom, go mm -hmm. to the mom, go to the mom. But they abused that. And now everything's about father's rights and 50-50, which is great because some of you dads are amazing. But what happens when, again, you don't have a good dad, you're not a good dad, and you're vindictive, they're not seeing that. It went from one extreme to the other. And that's just based on my experience. Mm -hmm. But now everything is seen, I mean, in New York State, I will say, everything is seen 50-50 no matter what. I mean, you literally have to show, to have rights taken away from you as a father you would have to do something so detrimental. I mean, emotional abuse, you can't prove in court. You know, it, it's just, this is a topic that I could go off on because this is something that totally needs to be changed because I do believe in 50-50, but I think that people need to see both parents as separate entities and in different cases, not just bunch it all and generalize it and say 50-50, end of story. So in my case, it's not always going to the mother. And I got to say, my experience in divorce court, horrific. Horrific. Yeah. What you got, man? We're in Michigan. <clears throat> We're in Michigan. So this is the state of the mothers. There's no 50-50, no matter how great of a father you are, the, the mom would have to damn near die of a crack overdose before the children are taken away from her. So... And in my experience, uh, I was one of the fortunate ones. I ended up getting custody a couple years later and it, their mom didn't get to that quite that extreme. She kind of like gave them to me cause she had to type thing. But, uh, we were going through the divorce. Uh, I was similar to Lisa. I wanted to do the mediation. 
and no lawyers involved. Right. She wanted out. Thankfully, I jumped at that chance. I filed. I said, look, I know how to file all the paperwork. I can do everything. All right, cool. People got in their ear. You should hire a lawyer, yada, yada. So we had to fight it out. Mm. It, didn't auto, it didn't get all the way to the judge. We still ended up doing mediation with a, with a third-party uh, lawyer as, like, the tiebreaker. Mm. Um, I asked for the kids initially because I was like, look, financially, I can care for them. Right. And she's like, you don't know how to take care of kids because I've been doing this since they've been born. O- okay. And your ex was a stay-at-home mother, right? For the most part, yes. And I'm like, okay, that's fair that you've been more involved because you've been at home. But without resources, what do you do? You're you going to make a, a fire in the forest and live in a tent? Like, what are you, you going to do? So that was that was kind of like the anger side coming out of me when I made that comment. So and this is because I knew exactly what happened mm-hmm. was going to happen. Right. I said, look, I sold the house. I gave you half. I gave you, you know, uh, some of the, the retirement, all this other stuff. Right. I just want to make sure that they're in the most healthy environment moving forward. And you still need to get on your feet. So I'm not even saying that this has to be forever. But I don't want this to be a boys in the hood moment where you can't control our son and then you drop him off at my doorstep at 15 and you're like, hey, good luck. You got three years to like mm. fix everything that was messed up that I didn't attend to. Right. So she kind of ignored it. They were like, she gets the kids. She got them like 70 percent of the time. I got them 30 percent of the time. So I just got them Jeez. weekends. Right. I know. Right. Uh, <laughs> Make you think about that when you're about to have kids. Right. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. Due to me having such a high income and her having a low income, despite the fact that she had a a degree, the money was super lopsided with what I had to pay. And I was fine with that. All I'm asking you to do is make sure they're they're on top of their grades and that they're eating healthy. Period. Anything else that goes on in your house, that's your house. I just want to make sure that they're being educated and that they're healthy. That started to fall off. That's when I got concerned. I won't go into detail, but long story short, she ended up giving them to me short term and it ended up being long term and I have them now. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like all of that could have been avoided because I I predicted, I told you all of this was going to happen two years before it happened. But I guess the part that I was missing at that time is when you're going through a divorce and you're both kind of upset with each other, you're not really trying to hear what the other party is saying. I, even if I'm mad at you, will listen to logical arguments she didn't want to hear that. She just thought, this is a manipulation. You just want to, fine. I'll see you in a couple of years when it happens. And what happened? It happened. It's so, kind of like when y'all mad at each other, y'all not thinking logically. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to include this into this divorce episode, but that's one of the reasons why I firmly believe in having prenuptial agreements. It won't do anything for the kids. You can't put anything with the kids in a prenuptial agreement. But Can't you talk about else, custody in the kids? And a like parent split custody? No. no, no, because it's what's best for the kids. It's not what's best for... So the prenuptial agreement is, is usually like... You can put whatever you want to put in there, right? Yeah. But for the most part, it's like a financial agreement. So when you are mad and at each other's throats in divorce court, it's like, well, you signed this document saying that you agreed to get X, Y, Z. There's really no reason to like fight for this anymore. But when it comes to kids, it's what's in the best interest of the child. So it doesn't matter what you put in there for the kids. The judge is going to ignore it. That's hard to that's hard to do because it's so hard to prove somebody's personality. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's hard for the, for you to be able to prove like this person unless you just like videotaping them like all the time. 
or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like because you can say somebody's a horrible person, and you know, like we've talked about this, just being in regular relationships. When you break up with somebody, you tell your friends your story, and and she tells her friends her story, and her friends are looking at me like you, like you've been a jerk, and then your friends looking at it like she's been tripping. Right. And so it's it's always he say she say, and then like whatever's in the middle, but. Especially when it comes to that kind of thing. That that's one of the scariest things about like thinking about getting married and having kids for me. So so hey. me, I was gonna ask you, Mav, so I know so going through all of that and despite all those experiences, do you still keep in contact with your baby's mom? Or? Absolutely not. Oh okay. um okay. so when I speak to my ex wife, it's literally only to acknowledge her picking up the children. Oh, hey, do you have any plans with them? I sure don't. Would you like to get them? Yes. Okay. Let me know what time they'll be home. Okay. That's it. Oh, okay. That's, there's Very no, short and sweet. Short Got and it. sweet. There's no phone conversations. Anything you need to tell me. Short, unless you actually have the kids in your possession and there's an emergency, then yeah, you can call me. Right. But if you're just texting <laughs> and say, hey, I, like, I want to pick them up. That's cool. Like, I'm not... I guess my thing where my position is, is I don't talk to you because I don't like you or because I hate you. I don't talk to you because I don't really have a reason to talk to you. And I don't want any animosity either way. So we can just keep this like a professional dealing and you get the kids. And when, you know, when they go, I'm like, have fun, enjoy your mom or whatever. And then when they come back, it's like, you have fun. Cool. Everything's good. All right. We can move on. But there, other than that, there's, especially when you're, uh, like remarried there's absolutely going to be no conversations oh with yeah your, i imagine ex. that's that's off the table so, and i wasn't yeah. doing that before i got remarried anyway but i i wouldn't disrespect my my wife to yeah i, I talk to her all the time on the phone later you know what i'm We're saying like best friends it, yeah. it definitely it definitely bridges <laughs> it so it makes sense i mean like you were talking about playing devil's advocate so have you ever i mean well you guys clearly haven't but have you ever met someone who maybe has gone through a divorce and maybe they regretted it and said, you know what? I really had something good. I didn't know what I had, but I've already went through with. Lisa's shaking her head. Yes. What you got, Lisa? Yeah. Go for it. Well, before I say this, I just want to say not only did I marry the wrong man, I divorced the wrong man. Hold because on. like what, what he just said, <laughs> be, this is why. I know. Because what he just said, I would have taken that like I would have loved that. I don't speak at all with the father of my daughter. There is no verbal edge going on. We are co-parenting through texting and emailing. He refuses to speak to me. Mm. And the court is okay with that. As long as we are making, you know, it's bare minimum. And it, and I, in all honesty, it's not the best way to co-parent. And it is so horrible to say this because I always say, not only did I marry the wrong man, I divorced the wrong man because there is no communication mm. at all. No, nilch, zero, nothing. Wow. Can, so, I, can I ask you a question, Lisa? What, yes. what, what communication would you want with your ex-husband? Well, first of all, like for instance, um, you know, as far as picking up, I would text him and say, Oh, yeah, this is a good question. I'm glad you asked this question because when I text and say, so what time are you picking our daughter up? Nothing. So are you going to pick her up at eight or nine? Nothing. So are you going to take her to the doctor's office before we go to the school so we can give the paperwork? Nothing. Mm. That is what I get. Yeah, that's and the court is okay with that in New York. Well, you have to show patterns. 
You can't be just once in a right, while. I mean, right. I it's got to be a lot. Right. That's what I've been told. What's and a, like, what's a just, lot? Oh, exactly. What is a lot? <laughs> yeah. you, know what you, you just said, Richard, about you got to show someone's personality and you got a videotape. They don't. A judge might not like that. Why are you doing that? Why, Why are you, are you taping them? Why yeah. are you audio taping? Yeah. I, I, they may not like yeah, they that. Flip that. It's very different, and it's it's based on what state you are in and what judge you have. When mm, I yeah. first started, I had the worst judge. The second judge is a little bit more, you know, she can see how he is. But the law is the law. And it is so hard when you're dealing with a child because at the end of the day, because he didn't want to talk to me, we ended up having a judge make a decision for a child that she has no idea who she is, what she wants, nothing, because Mm. she's under the age of 12. Wow. Jeez. Enough of that. <laughs> Sorry That's to hear what, that. So when, when I talk about my demons, Richard, now when you see me talk about my demons, yeah, we've slinging, talked about some of the stuff before. Let yeah. me tell you, that's part of it. But like I said, it makes me a stronger person, and I, I try very hard not to hate. It's very easy to hate, but I'm not going to hate them. Yeah. But so you asked me a question, and you said, "What was the question that you asked me?" Sorry, hey. I'm going on a tangent. Because yeah. you just oh no, them. you said if you knew somebody who. Uh, you said somebody. If did you know somebody who had a divorce and regretted oh, it? Yes. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah, and I did. I've known friends who had divorces and said, "Man, I I had a good thing because mm. she thought, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, and she learned, you know, it wasn't. She she had a good thing. So I, I feel like that's one of the problems with relationships in general. Now it's just so easy to find somebody else that you don't take the time to actually develop and try to. I mean, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, I, I feel like I've been guilty of that in college. When I was in college, if I was talking to somebody and we got into a spat or whatever, I wouldn't try to work it out. I'd just be like, on to the next one. Like, why? Why try to work it out? You got so many options. Obviously, I was immature back then. But now, you know, I, I want to work it out before I say, yo, we need to break up. Especially if you're talking about vows involved. Like for me, it's like, yo, we need to do everything we can before we, we take this next step. Yeah, I, I just I agree. I think that a lot of people they like the idea of a relationship, but they don't realize the type of work and effort that it takes into not only a relationship but a marriage. So when they get into it, they're like, "Oh man, this I got to do all of this." It's like you sign the dotted line, you know, but you know, or you sign a contract. You know, a lot of people sign contracts without reading them. Those things are just unsaid, uh, just notions in terms of rules to everything that people just. Uh, tend to neglect to look at or even think about a lot of cases well this is where i did so i'm going to say something that might be a little controversial so vows you know marriage see this is where i get get conflicted because i feel that if you are in the it it is a contract is to me it it is a contract and here's the thing i feel that some people feel like they just have to stay in it because of that contract And in my mind, I say to myself, I would never want someone to feel like they have to be with me, that they have to make it work because of this contract. I want someone to have the free will to be with me, which is why I don't personally, I would never get married again. I, I don't because there is no guarantee because even with that, that commitment, that does not lock you in that that person's going to be with you and love you for the rest of your life. There is no guarantee. There's that. And then there's a part where what if they don't really want to be with me? I'm going to, he's going to feel like he needs to be with me because of this marriage. I I would hate that. 
I would truly hate that. I mean, I think there's just so many sides to the coin with this 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 marriage because you're right. You know, people are like quick to say, oh, well, I'll just go find another person and, right. you know, that'll be quick. But, it, you know, I think that has a lot to do with that person, regardless of the paper or not. They're going to think what whatever the hell they want to think, whether there is is a life partner, whether it's a marriage, whatever it is. They're going to think and do whatever they think they, they feel is best for them. True. That's why for me, I would never get married again. I, I just I think, you know, it is a contract. But for me, I, I just wouldn't do it. Hmm. All right, so we we got through the the hard part. Let's let's. <laughs> we got, I'll take a sip of my drink now. You need a napkin over there. Your forehead sweating. Woo! We got through the tough part. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about the road to recovery. What what things did the two of you do after you got divorced to to help you heal? You and, want me to go first? I mean, Maverick's over here dancing, so I'm we'll, dancing. We'll, we'll go with him first. I was a hoe. <laughs> I ain't saying that's the most healthy route to take, but I was a hoe. I, I can I was a witness. He he was a hoe. Yes. Ooh, I had Tinder premium accounts and bump man, everything was premium maxed out. I was like, I I'm talking to women on every platform that exists. Hinge, everything. What was it? Co- coffee and bagel coffee or something and bagel. like that? Coffee and bagel. Yeah. Man, I was on everything. Everywhere. Plenty of fish. I was like, yep. But uh, <laughs> I wish he was lying, but he's not. He's telling the truth, one hundred percent. So, one thing about me, even though I did have my my moments of just kind of being out there, I did date seriously uh, in that time that I was single. And my thing is, I was I would just let them know where I was mentally. Like, yo, I did just get you know a divorce. And uh, this divorce didn't shape what I'm about to say to you right now. But uh, going forward, if we were to get married, that would never happen if you didn't sign a prenup. And people are like, oh, my God, like you did. You didn't make the first one. Well, I asked the first one and I didn't make her, which is why I would make the second one do it or whatever. <laughs> so how it how I went through my healing process is just trying to take as much out of every experience as I could and 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 learning from it you know i've always read like psychology books and relationship books and all that so i've always had like a a foundation of what you're supposed to do but the the act of implementing that when you're meeting different people is is what i did so i got you mm-hmm. what about you lisa lisa you were laughing so much <laughs> Well, I'm guessing you didn't. Um, I guess you. I can relate to somewhat what he was saying. <laughs> hey, and, and you know what? It, it wasn't just that. It wasn't that. It was I was numb. Mm. I was detached. Mm-hmm. Like I was like you know. It's like you're you're on. That's why I say that that the, the marrying him was the best thing that you know. It made me a strong woman because it literally knocked me off my throne, if you want to call it, my pedestal. And I was like, how did that happen? What what just happened? What the fuck just happened here? You know, like, what what do I do now? Because because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do in the life game. You get the marriage, you get the kids, you get the house done. Now I I failed. I failed in the marriage part. I lost. Now what? (laughs) You know, so I felt so lost, Mm. detached, like I was just like I was a zombie. So with that being said, 
I was a zombie dating people. Oh, oh <laughs> I got you. But I made it very known. I'm not looking for anything. And I, I said this to people. I was having situationships. You know, if I heard situationships, we were in a situation. And I was just like, I made it. <laughs> I made, those are you know, fun. It was, Everybody's over here smiling. Like, those yeah, are fun. Know those, those are, are fun. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and I, and I was very upfront. I'm not looking for anything. I just, you know, I just want to enjoy my life because, because I was going through, I was already divorced. I did yeah. not date until I was, the, the ink on the paper was dry because I don't, do I, I don't believe that you should be doing anything what? during your separation <laughs> in my mind because I think you're still going through your grieving process and I don't think it's fair to bring people into that area arena when you're still in it like you're That's really fair. That's in fair. it you know what I mean but for me I waited because I, I was still healing while I was going through my separation and then I did all that I was very upfront with people but I went to counseling. I am a big believer of counseling. I went to therapy. I, you know, I went, I was like every week went to my therapist and really worked on finding who I was again, like enjoying my life again. I didn't even know what that was, like mm. really digging deep into places that I never did before. That's why I say Marrying him, I would never, I would do it again because the, the work that I did was so profound. The strength that I have now is not the strength I had before I married him. So I did the therapy. I did the situationships <laughs> for, the, for the fun because it was just something to get my mind off. It's almost like watching reality TV. It was just mm -hmm. to get my mind off of it for that moment. And then when I was off that moment, now it was it was it was work time, self work time, hmm. you know. But that's what I did. That's interesting. So, what when when did the so I know Mav, you said you you started being a whole like yeah I was digging in places I'd never been before too like Lisa <laughs> just in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when did you start dating seriously? Like just like for a part more so like thinking about you know i actually want to a companionship again all right so this is probably gonna get me in trouble but whatever it's 2020 um <laughs> after dark i went <laughs> so in my marriage yeah uh <laughs> we went to we we had a separation right we had counseling successfully finished counseling kudos went out to everyone like oh you've been improving and yeah yeah you too yada yada it went back downhill that January mm. bef before I found. How long was that after counseling? Three, four months. Okay. Three, four months. That's about how long it takes somebody to get back into their normal routine, right? Yeah. Three to four months later, back to the same old, same old, right? At that moment, I began to mentally prepare myself like, this is going to end. I won't be the one to end it because of my faith, but this is going to end at some point. Cause they're like, she's, she doesn't even have the desire to like do what she committed to doing in counseling. Even after saying like, Hey, you know, Maverick, like you really improved in such and such area. And like, you know, things are getting better. And I'm still over here. Like I'm still miserable playing Matt. No. So when are you going to step <laughs> it up? So <laughs> a year into that, that whole year I spent just mentally preparing myself for you're about to be single. 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 That's probably not healthy either. No, I'm sure uh, it's not. Do as I say, not as I do. Um, 
So when I finally was, I was on my way to work the following year, and she was like, I want a divorce. I was like, yes. So I filed the following Man, day. You said yes? Yeah. Because I was like, I'm free now. Because I was like, I didn't do it. She did. So I was like, all right, cool. So I filed the paperwork, right? That's honest. That day, I got on all of the dating sites. Oh, when you filed? When I filed. <laughs> and that was the second time I filed. Because I filed when we went through the separation, too. And then that, she came back and was like, let's not do this. And I was like, all right. So I, I, you know, I went up there and was like, let's cancel all this. So... But that time, I was like, there'll be no more cancellations. I'm going to do it, right? Time. Yeah. So I started dating seriously. It wasn't the, I want to say it was a few people that I had talked to like later. Like, I want to say it was like that March. That March. How long after that? You, after you, 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 know, you know this person. I filed like February 1st or something. Okay, so like March. That. Okay, yeah. Ooh. So towards like the end of March. Maverick does not play games. At <laughs> all. And and I was honest. So my thing is like, I'm not dragging you into my mess to say like, I'm going through divorce and I'm going to be like sad. And I was like, yo, I'm happy, yo. I'm just over here to drop the dick off. And whatever happens, happens. Just dropping dick off. But I, but I let her know. Like, I'm going through a divorce. Um, It's not finalized yet. You know, the houses will be sold. I'll be out of the house in like a couple of weeks. I sold it, all of that. Mm-hmm. So you can come and chill and kick it. You know what I'm saying? I'll have the kids on the weekends, yada, yada. I'm up front. So mm-hmm. there's no like sneaking around or, oh my God, like what's going to, no, I'm going through a divorce and you about to get this dick. Do you want it? I mean, if you don't want it, then I'm cool with that. I can just get back on the site. Because it's in demand. That's like, you don't have to demand it, it but it's in demand. So, and she accepted that. Well, and, it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and you can't, you're not in control of whether or not somebody believes what you're telling them is real or not. Yeah. So, so Lisa, when did, when did you decide to seriously start dating again? Or have you? Have you started seriously dating again? Or Um, that was hard because (laughs) I was scared (laughs) because I was like, damn, what if I do this again? (laughs) See, see, in my mind, and this is, and I'm not trying to judge, but in my mind, I said to myself, I don't want to, there's a reason why I attracted a man like this. Mm -hmm. This has something to do with me as well. Okay. Not so much him. Yeah. He is who he is. He's passive aggressive, borderline narcissistic, but yet I still was in a relationship with him. Why did I do that? <laughs> so see, that's why in my mind, I felt like I had to do some therapy and go through that because I didn't want to make the same mistake again. There's obviously something in, I mean, I went deep. Like I went to daddy deep, mommy oh. deep. I went deep, like childhood, like trying to figure out why the fuck did I do that? You know? So for me, after I went through that healing process, it was like, oh, man, like I would meet guys. And because I was like the way I was, because I was I would lay it out. I would lay it out. Look, I don't want anything. I don't want a relationship. We're just, you know, I want it very chill. And what would happen to most of the men that I said this to? Just give me what I need. No, they were like, <laughs> well, nope. they would be like, well, wait a minute. Are you, are you talking to other men? Because mm. um, you put it on them. Are, I did a, I mean, I did a whole video about this because they, they would be like, are you talking to other men? I'm like, why are you asking? What does it matter? I thought we're, why does it matter? Or would you ever want to be in a relationship with me? So it started like, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know? You, you knew what was going on, Lisa. You whipped them. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, in my mind, I, I didn't understand that and I wasn't ready. So as far as when I was ready, I, I kind of fell on, I fell upon somebody that I started dating and he was like, he was like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I only want to date you. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that look like? Like, honestly, I was like, okay, what, what does that look like? Just like, me, I was the one you, who that's was, it. Just, just one-on-one. I, he goes, well, you know, I want to focus on you. I'm like, okay. I mean, I was scared. I was scared. I went back to my therapist and say, I don't, wanna, I don't know what, what does this mean? And she goes, girl, you need to, like, chillax. You know, you need to, like, you know, he's obviously inter- interested it doesn't mean you're going to marry him. She goes, just if you do, you, are you interested in him? And I'm like, yes. And and why be like, what if it happens again? She goes, you can't go into it like that. What if it does? What if it doesn't? You'll never know. Mm. So it was really, literally, I fell upon the whole situation to, to date serious with this person who happened to be long distance. And it lasted two and a half years. Damn. Wow. Two and a half. That's, that's pretty good. Wow. Long distance relationship lasting two and a half years. What the heck? Boy. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty damn was, good. Was, I haven't hit a two was. and a half year relationship in a while. <laughs> in the same city. In the same right? city. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I think I had, Real a close, talk. I had a close call with, you know, the other yeah. person. You know, that was Ohio, but shoot. It's, it's close to Michigan. Man. So, so, so you and I are not only giving advice of life after divorce, we are giving people the courage to date long distance because yours lasted two and a half years, and mm. I married mine. Maverick, actually, he my wife home. is from New York. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. That- yeah. You give me hope now. See, <laughs> there it is. There you go. But I mean, you got to be open possible. to be married again, though. That's the thing. I don't know if I would want to get married. I'm more looking for a life partner. You know, you know, the long distance is hard, you know, but I think because of how I am, because I'm kind of like, I'm not, I, I hate to say this because it sounds so cliche. I'm not a typical woman. I'm not one who I'm not all over you like 24 seven, you know, I need my space. You know, when they have man caves, I need a, what is it? She shed. I need a she shed. She a dude girl. (laughs) You like football? I mean, I could watch football. I could watch sports, but I'm someone who just needs my me time. I got you. You know, I don't need to be. I want you to have your me time and I want me to have my me time. And then we have our us time. That's healthy. So I think that's why the long distance worked, because I had a lot of my me time. And then and it was, you know, you know this. You you made it work. You you saw each other as best as you can. And you talk to each other every night. I mean, it was it was hard work. Yeah, for sure. It was worth it, but it was hard work. I think everyone's getting a little bit of dosage of that whole you can't leave the house. relationship because you can't go outside. <laughs> Damn. Well, why? I still go to work, so it's a little different. I'm an essential worker, so I still work at a hospital and all that good stuff. I mean, but you live with your fiance, though, bro. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. So, yeah. This is true. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> so I mean y'all answered the next question I had telling I was gonna ask y'all how dating went after divorce, but I mean y'all pretty much Oh I could talk that. about that. No, no, no. I'm not I mean listen, I'm not married. I'm not I it's hard. Yeah. I gotta say it is it is it is something that I because I just went I only had two relationships after my marriage mm-hmm. and it was a long distance one. And the reason why that lasted is because he started detaching, you know, when he was supposed to 
move with me, he slowly started detaching. And I'm like, look, you don't want this. You don't need it. You don't need to do it. And I let him go. I'm like, look, you're not showing that you're interested in, in it anymore. And my second relationship was if, was someone who was local. And um, it was, again, a learning lesson. Oh. Um, big one. Huge uh, learning lesson. <laughs> um, I went back to my, you know, okay, Lisa, fuck that one up. What's up? <laughs> you know? I go back to the drawing board and learn why, why are you at- attracting these types of people? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I am a, I'm a strong woman and I, you know, someone said to me, you, you're going to either attract a man who wants to be with a strong woman because he wa- he's a strong man or, and he wants to, you know, be a partner with that woman or he wants to control mm-hmm. the strong woman. And in that instance, that was a controlling relationship. Yikes. Um, but when I just left that, I'm now going back to the dating. And I know I said this to Richard a hundred times. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't doing the dating. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing it. And then finally, I'm like, oh, you know, you're not ready. And I went uh-huh. in it and I dipped my toes in it for two weeks. And it was, what the fuck happened? <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened while I was gone? It was literally, and it may be because of COVID. It really isn't about people who wanted to be in a relationship. They were just looking for hookups. And it was like one hookup. I mean, I didn't do it because at that mo- at that time, I really wanted a relationship. But it was hookup after hookup after hookup. And then people would say, well, you know, that's because of online dating. You know, hate the online dating. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? No. Nah. I say hate the players. That's, it's that's not pe- the game. That's people. That's, that's how people. those COVID yeah. babies come. You don't want the. Yeah, know. it's the yeah. people. We're going to have a second so, COVID baby boom in a minute, right? Definitely. Yeah. So dating Ooh, sucks right crazy. now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Mav, it's a little bit different for you because you oh, got... dating was trash as hell when I was dating. It was trash. It was trash. It's gotten worse. It's trash like as hell though. It was trash as hell. Okay, as, as trash Is as that hell a can be. Quote? If you want to use it, as right. trash as Thank hell you. can be. No, that's because... the name of this episode: dating after divorce. Trash, trash as, as hell. hell. There you go. So, <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm very blunt. I'm very direct. So if we're we talked about this before, if we're kicking it, then we're just kicking it. Right. We haven't had a discussion of like I want to be exclusive. If it's if we're friends with benefits, we're friends with benefits. Um, if you want something more, you need to let me know. If I want something more, I'll for sure let you know. Yep. So during the times when I actually pursued uh said women for a relationship, initially they were like, Yeah, I'm game. Like let's let's get in this relationship. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> Throughout the course of it, like some of the the negative attributes that maybe I didn't see initially would come out. Starting you know, to pop up. Uh, quite a few were alcoholics. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and when they wow. would drink, their 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 character would change. You know, oh yeah, won't, I've, won't, been, you, I've been with you. Yeah, and you I've yeah, experienced some yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. So uh, there were others that were like, "Well, I want attention from you, but I also want it." from everyone else it was like only fans before only fans was there and i'm man. like yo i'm not dating oh, you if everyone man. gets to see what i got yo like that's not like, it's supposed to be for me and you yeah, it's supposed to be for me and you so <laughs> if your dating was it was it was pretty trash and then you had the liars and i'm like yo i'm 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 damn near 40 like if you want to sleep around we could have just stayed friends with benefits you never really had to lock in with me because i i got people that you, you could know, be benefiting could, with Yeah, too. I could be benefiting from them too and you. <laughs> but don't say, yeah, I really want this. And really all you want is to tie me down so you yeah, can still so go can still out and play. Yeah, yeah, like I'm cool. So, yeah, dating was trash. Man. 
Well, you guys, man. I Ooh. know, right? You're scary out there. <laughs> nah. It's like the single single guy over here just chilling. Well, um, you got Shiloh. I do have Shiloh. That's my big boy. Shiloh. Shiloh, you have root, root, root. Nah. Dating got to be trash for you because you got to worry about STDs and COVID. Man. 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 That's scary. Actually, those go hand in hand. I mean, which now. one you want? Really? Because <laughs> <laughs> like you get one, it's like you get the other one free. It's like well, a buy, buy one, buy get one, one free. It's, it's so fucked also up. Ter- that's a terrible it's so deal. Up. Terrible <laughs> deal. Like, I don't know if I should worry about the fact that I it's can't breathe Friday, and my nuts itching. Right, it's the Black Friday that keeps giving. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. <Wow. laughs> what a wonderful well, time this is. I am not dating actively, okay? Let me just uh, say She's that. that I'm there. not actively on anything and you know i'm not because you know you say it's trash and the reason why it's trash is because no one did their goddamn work no one worked on themselves (laughs) yeah yeah, no one's working on themselves they went from one relationship to another and Mm. they're thinking i'm Mm -hmm. just gonna get another girl or another guy somebody that fits in better and Mm -hmm. i'm thinking have you thought maybe it's you have nah. you thought maybe you're the problem? They're never no. the problem. No. They don't think that. They're, they're, they're like, never the problem. They're like, I want to find someone that will accept me how as I am. But and I don't want to accept them how they are. But you're toxic exactly. as hell. <laughs> like no one's going to accept you how you are. <laughs> they rule that whole uh, that whole option out. Like, damn, what if what if I'm the one fucking it up? Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. I guess that's just how like, could it be me? Nah. Could it be me? Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm a great guy. I'm a great woman. Like, no, you can't you, be you're me. trash. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Lisa, I know you said it. it. It's you said you're looking for a life partner. There's no way that any if you found that person that just made you feel like, all right, I want to rock with this person for the rest of my life. And they're like, look, I want to rock with you for the rest of my life, too. But I really need to be married for it to for it to work for me. Would you be willing to take that stuff? Did you see her face expression Ooh. when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like putting well, the heat on. She, was, look, when, first, let me say something real quick. Yo. She puts the heat on in her interviews, so don't don't even let her phase you. She puts the heat on. Like I've been interviewed by her, she puts the heat on. She do not let you li- you be squirming and she's like, uh, uh-uh, don't squirm. Answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa put the heat on, so don't let her fool you. Nah, so no. yeah, so all right, so would you? What's what's going on? Okay, well that's what happened with the first relationship. Okay. He never he was never married, and he he didn't have kids. Okay. And he was like, "Well, I want to get married." And I was like, "What do you really want to do that?" <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you sure? <laughs> and we had a huge <laughs> argument about it. And he was just like, "I mean, could you imagine, you know, a woman having an argument about a man that she doesn't want to get married?" Right. But we had a huge argument about it and I said, "You know, honestly, I would just have to think about it." And to and to be honest with you, as I was with him longer and longer, I thought to myself, you know, maybe I would, you yeah. know, but again, what does that mean though? Like, again, I'm just so like conflicted with the whole, I, I said, can't we just have like a life, like a life partner ceremony? We could have a party. We could do a whole party <laughs> thing. You know, we could still be in each other's insurances. Nowadays you can do that in New York state. You can, you oh, have okay. a part, you know, you have a partnership, you know, why the marriage? And I'm not taking their, their last name. I didn't take my ex-husband's last name. I added I it. I, I hyphenated that. it. Hmm. And, you know, I just, in my mind, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I heard someone say something to me once, and they said that she that they would have to walk on water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang. 
Well, I don't think you're gonna find that. Um, right hand, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of agree with Lisa's uh, outlook on marriage. I've always asked this question, and maybe you can help me answer this question, and or you Dutch. I've always looked at marriage as being more of a religious thing. Yeah, for so, sure. So, so I've never understood why someone. Uh, who doesn't believe atheists or whatnot would be like, I want to, I want to get married. And so many people, even if they're not uh, labeling themselves an atheist, even if they're like, if they're just not religious at all, why it's so important for them to say, I just need to get married. And it's like, why you can have everything without it. Like, what is, what is the hang up on? I have to be able to be tied to you legally under the government site. I don't, I don't understand that. Can you guys help me with that? Uh, I can. Yeah, I can help you with that. I mean, women are, they, they, they're drinking the Jesus juice. They're drinking the juice. I mean, I hate to say it. You, you see, I, I mean, I'm being honest. I mean, I remember I got married late. I got married at, at, at the age of, well, late back then at the age of 34. And I remember it's going like into the wedding now. shop. Well, back then it was late, you know, back then, you know, you had to be married at 25. Everyone was getting married at 25 back when I was, you know, 25. Yeah. So when I got married at 34, you got into the bridal shop and and I'm and all these women are like, "You're going to be a princess. This is going to be your <laughs> magical day." And I'm just like, "Is it though?" Okay. I was like, <laughs> "Okay. Okay." I said, "Do they know that I'm not 25 i'm like 34 i own my own house i have a career it's it it, it this i was just going through the motions you know mm-hmm. but i think you what it is is that you focus on the fairy tale you focus on this lavish party and this celebration and you see the love and oh he's my he's my everything he i you know he completes me and they don't realize the hard-ass work yeah, that goes buddy. into a relationship. And I'm going to tell you, to the point where it can break you, like, that's why I say, when I say I'm ready for a relationship, I'm ready for the hard-ass work to the point of breaking. Like, that's what I'm ready for. Right. But people who want to get married, they're not thinking that. They're not thinking. And then when they have a kid, holy shit, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> that just, like, really rocks yeah. the whole foundation. It, it, don't, it ain't pretty anymore. You know, yeah. this is real life. This it's not it's not pretty. Now you you know you your body is different because you just had a kid. Now your husband's looking at you differently. Now you got to take care of your kid. Then you got to take care of your family. And then it's like, who's taking care of me? And I'm talking in a women's point of view. Sorry right. guys. No, you're cool. But who's no. taking care of me? And then there's no self care. And mm. then there's like I checked out. So yes, that they're drinking the juice they're seeing what's on tv and they're thinking i mean everyone is seeing the fairy tale that's a whole nother subject because i feel like that's, movies that's, and television oh, really geez. paint an unreally unrealistic expectation for a lot of people because you see all of this stuff in the movies you see jeremy mcguire like that wasn't no functional real relationship when he came back to her he right. was really with her because he liked the kid and yeah. he liked being a dad it wasn't because he liked her oh so much. Nah. That was such like, oh, oh my God, you complete me. Like, you had me a hello. Like, no, no, come on. 
It doesn't work like that. It's a lot of tears. It's a lot of heartache. It's a lot of ice cream eating at like two in the morning on the floor. Crying. That's what you do. Is that no, what no. You do? I'm, I mean, I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> no judge. That's what that Miss no, FaceTime no, no. call no, I'm totally, was. Bro. I'm t- totally judging you. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. What the fuck, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So I mean, along those same lines, though, Mav, what what made you get married again? Uh, I I'm a relationship type person, and I still am in my faith. Even though I don't always act like it, <laughs> I got married again. I've always, you know me. I've been a relationship person. Like mm-hmm. I can have my little fun and all of that, but I will, I enjoy companionship, and I don't mind taking that vow to say like I'm gonna put in the work and I can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I I wanted to be sure this time that the person I married, I could like walk through life with. Yeah. It's not always going to be easy, but there's never a day that goes by that I don't, you know, enjoy and, and I'm happy with my decision. You know what I'm saying? Versus last time where I was like miserable that night. <laughs> so. Huh. Wow. Well, I just want to say this. I want the same thing you do mm-hmm. without the marriage. Right. I want no, the no, same thing. No, no, no. I respect thing. it. I respect you it. You know? You know, I still want the, I am a relationship type person. I'm not the one who goes I don't, I didn't enjoy, I mean, I did a video about this too. You know, when I was in my situationships, it got confusing. I was like, is this John, Mike, who, which one's this? You know, it's a lot of work. You know, I am a relationship type person. Mm -hmm. I do want to be with somebody and I do want to do the hard ass work with that individual, a life partner. But, you know, I do respect that you have that religious, those religious values associated with that, with all due respect. Um, But for me, you know, I, I want exactly what you just said. Yeah, I re- I respect that. I I think if if your if your faith leads you to take that oath, then do it. I've just always been confused. Like if you don't really follow a faith, then yo, just like hang out for life. Just yeah. hang out. Like, a lot yeah. of people do that. Just too. hang out for life. <laughs> you know, like, for, just, you know? for me, for me, I guess I can chime in. For me, it's a little bit different. Like because in my household with my mom and my dad, they they weren't married. They literally just stayed. 20 years together and eventually separated but they never actually legally married so i never actually knew what that was about Mm -hmm. um like you said i kind of had somewhat of not necessarily the fairy tale but like you i do like i value companionship i value just taking the commitment to one person like i think that's dope and you know along the lines of faith i understand that too in terms of um what it would uh I mean, how important it is to show that. I mean, it shows it shows that sense of commitment. But in a sense, I still I always think of the other side of the coin. Like, do you really have to get married in a sense to show your commitment or can you still just show your commitment by just putting in the effort that way? But um, definitely, if if definitely if it's if you've never actually seen it, you're going to at one point just want to see how what it's like, you know, to get a taste of it. And that's kind of like where I'm at with it as well. Um just to experience that as well. So, um, give me your let's say let's say top three things that you learned from your divorce. Oh. Just life lessons. We'll start out with Maverick on this one. Let's start with Lisa. I've been starting all all show. <laughs> Lisa started some. All right, Lisa, go ahead. He he deflected. I just wanted to put you on the spot. <laughs> now, Lisa's ready. She stay ready. She's always ready. Uh, well, okay. What with top three? Top three of what lessons that you learned that that going through divorce taught you. I know you you I know you have fifty thousand. So oh, just yeah, just I just do. three. Um, just three. That that we can do it. We're stronger than we think. Way emotionally stronger. I mean 
can't tell you how many times I saw death in my door because it was just so bad. Yeah. Um, we're way stronger than we think. Um, that's one. Um, number two, people change, like seriously change. And I really believe that, you know, God, the universe or whatever you believe, give you these little nudges in life to make these changes. And, you know, when you're given the nudge and you're just like, eh, you know, you keep doing your thing and then, eh, keep doing your thing. Well, the divorce was a huge ass nudge. <laughs> and to be honest with you, to change. Yeah. And it was now because of that, I listened to my gut. I listened to my intuition 100,000 percent. There's do a reason why I'm, there's a reason why I'm feeling this way. There's a reason why I'm not feeling right. And and that is one thing you always need to do is listen to your gut. Um, I think those are the three, the nudges, the gut and the, the strength. Oh, all right. Cool. All right. Mad, what you got? So three things I learned from divorce. Number one is always have a prenup. I knew that was going to be number one. It's always going to be number one. I knew that was going to be forever, (laughs) forever and always. I knew that was going to be number one. Number one. And ladies, that does not mean that you don't get anything. You can actually write in a prenup what you would get in the event, the terrible event that a divorce would happen. Let's flip. Let's just to just to even be another devil's advocate in there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes ladies, y'all the ones who need it because you might be making more bank than the guy you're talking to. True. I got a lot of, uh, like Lisa, of like Lisa's doing her banking. thing. Like yeah. I'm a Lisa. Like if she was getting married, I'd be like, yo homie, I know you're getting that prenup, right? <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I did it. That's, yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. saying. This is yeah. This my yeah. message of getting a prenup is not just to men. It's, it's universal. It's, yeah, yeah, everyone needs to protect just themselves. Want, just wanted to clarify. Uh-huh. And <laughs> even if you're, you're the people, you ain't even got nothing. You 20 years old. You better just marry me. Don't, don't do know it. What you're about to get. Don't do it. You have no idea what you're going to get into. You can do a post nuptial agreement too, but you should do a prenup. Number two, I learned how important uh, my circle was, mm. my support system. Going through that was probably one of the tougher things not because i was upset but because i had to get used to doing things that i I wasn't always doing for that 10 or 12 years we were together Mm -hmm. i had to get used to like being in the home alone with the kids and i don't have anything like if, if if my son gets in trouble at school i don't have that person right next to me to bounce things off of or like what should we do how should yeah how should i handle this like usually there we're like a team we can handle this so I find myself calling my homeboy, you know what I'm saying, who's a, a single dad. And I'm like, yo, how do you how do you deal with it? You know what I'm saying? So I learned how important it was to have a solid support system. Mm. And number three, this is this this is probably just as important as number one. Before you make an important decision, masturbate. <laughs> masturbate. Y'all laughing. He's but so I'm, serious. I'm so serious. He's been yo. saying this for years and years and years. You need to masturbate before you make a de- like. I'm te- whatever you're thinking about doing tonight after you listen to this podcast. <laughs> masturbate just and then it. go back to thinking about it and and see if you still want to do it. Might Whether just change you your might mind. change your mind, just get, release that stress. Masturbate and then see. How your mind is. You know what? I, I actually I understand that theory. You might, you might be <laughs> able to jumping in like you. Know, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, yo. <laughs> Maybe business decisions like, oh, should I get on this table? Like, oh, oh man. Uh, no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. It's like people be getting like, I'm about to call Becky up, see what she's doing. Nope. Uh, go, go take care of business. No, I ain't even gonna call Becky no more. Like, uh, I'm good. Like, I'm that's good, how you know. find out you like, I think I want to propose. 
Hold on, I'll be back. Give me 15 minutes. Yeah, I still want to propose. I'm still in it. It's real. I'm still in it to win it. It's real. It's real. <laughs> All right, so um, two more questions for y'all, and we're gonna wrap it up. So let's start. Let's start on on the, on the darker end right now. Let's go. What would you? What advice would you give somebody who's considering divorce right now? And we'll 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 start at Lisa again. What what advice would you if they're considering like you know I'm not sure they're they're teeter tottering. What advice would you give them? Well, I've been asked this question multiple times Look by women, you. and I always say to them, "Well, do you?" What what's you know? Do you still love him? Like, do you still yeah. are you still in love with him? You know, that's that's the question I would ask myself. You know, if I was going through that, would you are you still in love with him? And um, you know, do you know? Would you want to make it work? Yeah. Those are two questions. You really, I know you. You know, when people are contemplating the divorce thing, you do need to ask your those two questions. You know, you know, uh, am I still in love with that person, and do I still want to make it work? You know, I. I mean, I would just say those are the two questions. I mean, there's a lot of other things I say to them, but those are the two that I normally go to. So consider those questions before you think about getting a. What if they? I got a. I got a, just another question. Just random thought. What if someone answers yes to both of those questions and they're willing to put in the work and they're still in love and they want it to work, but what if the other person is not willing to meet them there? You still make that decision. You okay with that? You still want to be with them? Mm. That's your decision. Exactly. Mm. You're not okay with that? Then that's not someone you want to be with. Mm. It's still up to you to stay in there. It's, you know, at the end of the day, even though you're in this relationship, you still have the decision of what you want to do, regardless if that person changes or not. Mm -hmm. Do you still want to be there? Even if they change, do you still want to be there? Do you still, are you okay with how they, I mean, maybe they changed a little bit. Are you okay with that? You okay with that? Okay. Then then you're okay with that. Yeah. But you make that decision. It's up to you. So the power is in the hands of the people in a relationship. You don't have to let somebody else dictate what you're doing. Absolutely not. I mean, there's if you even think about when you're in a, in a marriage, even in, in any relationship, yeah. and you want them to do something differently because it's not meeting your needs, and they don't, they don't, the, you know, they don't do the hundred percent; they do the fifty percent. Yeah. Are you okay with the fifty percent? You okay? Then that's fine. But if you're not okay with the fifty percent, then they're not for you because they're not going to give you a hundred percent. They are who they are right at that moment. They're going to give. You're going to tell them what you want. They're going to give it to you, but but you're going to have to meet them where they're at at that moment. Do hmm. you still are you okay with that? Oh, yeah. that's 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 good advice, Mav. What about you, man? I don't have anything to add. I agree she, with her. She just, she just bonded on. it all up, huh? That, that yeah. was spot on. I, yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the so. day, it's always going to be your decision. Mm -hmm. You can talk to your mom, your dad, your homegirl, the dude you was thinking about fucking before you left, <laughs> your pastor. <laughs> it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you still have to make the decision like, ah, do I still want to be here? Like, he changed. but And then you also have to consider... You linked up with this person because of who they were. You may not even like them after they change. Mm. You so, might so, not have found out who they were until after y'all said I do. That too. But uh, like I personally know some women who are like, I like him like this, just not towards me. So wait a minute. You oh. knew he was an asshole and, and that's why you pursued it? him. And now you're Crazy. mad because he's an, an asshole, asshole with you. <laughs> 
And then if he changes, now he's too soft. So now you're not attracted to him anymore. That tells me you need therapy. So mm. what, so now that you mentioned that, so what is it with that? What, what is that phenomenon? Why women have this, feel this need to get in a relationship just to see if they can change a guy who just seems Lisa unchangeable? Smiling. So what do you what do you feel about right. that? Listen, she's, I'm ready she's, she's ready. Okay, she's she's wanna, ready. You want to hear it? Yeah, bring it on. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, okay. get ready, y'all. You're, you're absolutely right. You, the, the women go into this thinking they're going to change the man. And, and it goes both ways, though. It does, Men it do does. it, too. Okay? You know, I if oh, if I get married, she he's going to be like this. Oh, when I bring a kid, it's going to be different. You, you need to see that person for who they are right at that moment. That's why it's so important to be with them for a while. Be with them when they're pissed. Be when then be with them when they fuck up. What does it look like when they fuck up? Be with them with all those different scenarios and situations so that you that you could say, okay, I, I'll take it. But if you're gonna go in there and thinking he's gonna change, it's not gonna happen. It's the age. It this is a thing that I. Why do you think I do this podcast? I'm trying to tell women that that's not how it is. You're not gonna change a goddamn person unless they want to change. They want to want it. You mm. you don't have that fucking power. Who the hell do you think you are having that power that you you think they're going to change? They ain't going to change because they're going to want to change. But then you want to also want to make sure that they're changing because they want to change. Right. Not because of you. Yeah, that's you know, a good point. They're going to want to do it because they <laughs> say to themselves, damn, I want to be with this woman. I, you know, she's right. Yeah. I'm messing up. I, maybe I need some therapy, man. Yeah. You know, wow. Yeah. Okay. But if they do it and this is what sometimes men do, do it only because you asked me to for the woman mm-hmm. and then they get resentful because Ooh. then they're like, well, I, I gave her this, I gave her that and she ain't happy. Well, you didn't need to give her shit. You didn't need to give her anything unless you wanted to. Done. Damn. Y'all better go follow this uh, <laughs> this podcast, yo. Yo, so Ooh. it reminds me okay. on the relationship talks with Rick and Name, and we had Doctor Saudi Twine on uh, on a show. And one of the things that she said when she's in a relationship, one of the things that she looks forward to is not like the first kiss or anything like that. She said she looks forward to the first fight. She's like, "How are they gonna handle themselves when we get in an argument?" I want to see how they behave when when we get in an argument because then I will know what I need to know. You want to hear something funny about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this person shall remain nameless. But a uh, technique that they had when they start dating someone is they would intentionally make them mad. Oh, what? Just wow. just to see how they would react. Like I'm I'm going to intentionally make them like piss them off. To see what their level of anger is, Ooh, to see dangerous. if they're able to that's handle very it dangerous. maturely, <laughs> and if they are, then cool, we can we can go forward. Especially if he was gonna... dating Detroit girls, I mean. But yeah, it's like I'm gonna piss them be, off and see your, how they are. Your, your might last, be your last your time making them. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, man, that's that was the first time I really started to think about. Damn, you probably do need to see how they are. In your you first need to fight. know how they mad. Yeah, mm-hmm. to see if they get petty, if they get vindictive, if they get violent. I mean, yeah. it makes a lot of sense because it's all great. When everything is good and y'all having fun, like who got a reason to, to have any problems? Everything is, but yeah. are you gonna stick with me when we fighting? On your worst day, what type of decisions do you make? Do you come with solutions or are you the problem? 
Yeah, do you do you just like, I mean, all right, this is bad now, so I'm just going to throw some gasoline on it and just yeah, light the whole house on fire? Exactly. Or? <laughs> like, how do you deal with problems? Like, that's a real thing. All right. First so, thing I do is masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> because he's sticking to, <laughs> he's sticking to, to that. Yeah, he's definitely sticking to that. <laughs> I got some decisions to make after that. So, <laughs> so, so um, the, um, the last question I have for y'all, and, and uh, we'll close it out. So, my boy Dave, Dutch over here, Dave, a.k.a. Dutch, he, he's getting married. Y'all both have been married before. Mav, you, you, you married for the second time. What advice, knowing all y'all been through with divorce and marriage and, and back again for you, Mav, mm-hmm. what advice are y'all going to give my boy Dave right here? What do you think my advice is going to be, Dave? Masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. Take the time to listen to what she's saying and and don't listen to respond. You know how a lot of people when they're having a conversation it's like I'm I'm getting ready to throw my rebuttal in there. Right. Try to do more of just listening and taking in what she's saying. Actively listen. And and internalize it yeah. before you cuz some things don't even need a response. You just need to take what she said and all right, I got you. I got. It. I don't let it get disrespectful. Yeah. But if she's telling you something just just internalize it and all right, I got you. I heard you. I don't have a rebuttal. I heard you. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. That's period. Good advice. Period. With anybody, That's good advice. Period. I was about to say period. Just period. dealing with people. Don't uh, say period, pool, or I'm getting off the show. I wasn't about to was say that. that. All right. Name is not here. He's not. <laughs> Lisa, what you got? Okay. This is this is nothing new. Communication. <laughs> communication. Every show we say communication. Communication. I mean. You need to learn and and she needs to learn to communicate effectively. Like, what do you need? Don't assume she wants that. What what do you want? What would you like for me to do? What does that look like? How would you like me to help you? You know, ask her what she wants. But then on the flip side, you as a man need to feel comfortable to tell her what your needs are. What do you want and what does that look like to you? Because what it looks like to her may be different and what it looks like to you, completely different. So you Mm. need to explain to her what your needs are and what that looks like. It's funny you said that. I was going to say we had a conversation recently about how people... Don't get in trouble now. No, no, listen, listen, listen. (laughs) No, I don't get in trouble. Um, But no, it was a story. I remember the story exactly. But it was a story of a couple... And pretty much the illustration of story was showing the differences in how people want to be loved. You might think you know how someone wants to be loved, but the way you're loving them isn't really hitting home. So a lot of times, like like with the, the message you just brought, a lot of times we think that we're loving someone the right way. And without the right communication, we assume that what we're doing is enough when really that's not actually assessing the need for love that they see is what fits for them is love. So, you know, and I just think that's that's a very valid point. We should love people how they want to be loved, not how we think they want to be loved. That's a big difference between those two. Yeah. Tell her you can only be loved if she buy you a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> he's more of an Xbox guy, actually, right? Uh, hey, I'll go he to has both no sides. Just like that, he's off the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be looking for a new host the upcoming weeks. <laughs> So, Lisa, we really appreciate it. One, first of all, it was great being able to have you on. We talked 
so much over this year and you know exchange tips and tricks and whatnot and it's just great to ha- be able to sit down and have a conversation with you can you tell us more about your podcast and the things that you're doing because you're doing a lot of different things and tell us where everybody can find you at um okay so the podcast is you know like i said not your average mother runner podcast and we keep it real <laughs> you know there is no and i i will say i, I and I, I said this a couple of times that whoever shows up and who wants to be interviewed by me better be ready to keep it real there is no <laughs> like I, I i mean i'm gonna be honest because i i feel like there's just too much we need more realness. We yeah. need people to feel that they're not the only ones feeling this stuff. And right. we need to get away with this ego, stop making it smoke and mirrors and just keep it real. So in my podcast, even though you know I'm a running coach and I'm all into fitness, I talk about empowering women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because if you don't have your shit together with your relationship with others and yourself, Good luck trying to be on that fitness train because it's going to impact you. You know, your your life is going to impact those goals that you have to be fit and eating healthy. So, you know, I have tons of fitness people coming in, but I also have therapists come in, women who went through really terrible things and overcame it to empower other women that they can overcome it as well. Um, I am streaming on a Roku channel. She big time, um, y'all. I'm not Whoa. big, you know. She's big time. Know. She's like, Damn. I call her baby Oprah. Right. No, baby Oprah, Oprah hasn't called yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's streaming on a Roku channel. You know, right now I'm going to start doing the YouTube channel too to give a little snippet oh, you before you go onto the Roku channel. Um, and you can find me on, you know, Not Your Average Mother Runner on Instagram. Um, and, you know, on my website. And I'm on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere that you listen to podcast oh nice maverick where can they find you at bro you can find me on ig at a maverick a y e underscore m v r c k boom dave you can find me let's on get it IG right as well at david j duro that's david j d e r o Wow, good job, Dave. <laughs> you can find me at Dazism, and that's D O D D S I S M. And I also just recently needed to do a little profile, so you can find me at Dazism.com. So I have my little bio up, and as things start to evolve and I build this media network out, you'll be able to find out the new podcast that we're working on. But until next time, we'll see you. Peace. Yeah. Bye.